Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yumiko's Shop Boutique page continues this month, bringing the joy of in-store pieces directly to you at home. Only a few releases are highlighted weekly at yumiko.com, but check with your local boutique for additional new summer options. And speaking of summer, Yumiko's 2020 floral collection is fully blooming. A variety of signature styles are florally layered with delicate fabrics for a classy and elegant yet colorful look. While quarantining in her Berlin flat, Designer and founder Yumiko Takashima has also exclusively created a handful of surprise black label pieces to launch throughout the month. Be sure to stay connected at yumiko.com and at yumiko on Instagram. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. Today, we check in with Eduardo Villaro, Artistic Director and CEO of Ballet Hispanico. We last spoke with Eduardo in November 2019 in episode 160 about his career and his directorship at Ballet Hispanico. If you would like to listen to that episode, you can find the link in the description of this episode. Today, we talk with Eduardo about what it has been like for him leading his organization through the challenges brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic. Ballet Hispanico is offering and creating incredible online content that they are sharing regularly. Most notably, on June 30th at 7.30 p.m., the company will be premiering a virtual evening of dance that includes an incredible 10 world premieres created by notable choreographers including Andrea Miller, Carlos Pons Guerra, and friend of the pod, Annabel Lopez Ochoa. Each new work was choreographed and filmed virtually, in many cases from across the world. Be sure to catch this incredible evening of dance on their Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. More information is available at ballethispanico.org. Thank you so much for joining us today, Eduardo. This is our second interview with you in less than a year, but quite a bit has um, gone down in the interim. So I think we last spoke with you in November. So 
um, primarily about your own career and uh, the directorship at Valley Hispanico. But what has life been like um, helming a company uh, in the months since then, since we last spoke? Um, you know, I there's part of me that wants to say, you know, dance in particular and dance, um, the dance field is always ready um, for catastrophes. I mean, we face them so often. We're right. extremely underfunded. Um, you know, we're constantly nimble and changing things and being able to adapt um, to certain uh, climate changes. And when I mean climate changes, not only the natural changes, because I mean, I've, <laughs> we've, been, we've been through a flood. So, but just the changes in environment, um, both mm -hmm. socially and politically as well. So there's something about that I still feel that um, it is why we are so resilient and mm -hmm. all of us, I'm talking about the whole field and that we, are, we, we look, especially the artists themselves for ways of engaging audience and people and each other with what we do. So I think that is the shining light in, in, in when I look at, at, uh, at our field that we continue somehow. I mean, I'm watching folks doing class in kitchens, um, you know, outdoors and, you know, really engaging with, with the public um, with messages and it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. It is. Um, it's so and, cool to see the adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. And even in you talking and, and, and making sure the community is, is hearing each other and hearing that's, it's so important. And that's what, that's the vibrancy of our form, our corporal form, which is really different. So, so, What's what's been the flip side of that? That, that? We'll start with the good, and now now what has been um, what have been some challenges that you faced, and how um, have you personally chosen to to steer the company through them? There are a few challenges. The first challenge is, of course, the work, um, having to cancel tours, having to cancel, um, you know, work for artists. It's heartbreaking. Um, it's it's so disastrous um mm -hmm. and so that 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 it's not collateral damage it's that that human damage um for for dancers and artists who already suffer um because of lack of resources is just very i mean we're lucky we're a union company so um they have the resources for health insurance continue and certainly so some of the things we've done is uh, we had a uh, three weeks canceled uh, of a tour right before March 13th. So, or it was going to be right after. I forgot. Anyway, so mm -hmm. we we canceled the tour and paid the dancers and said, "But you have to prepare because mm -hmm. we're not going to be at the Joyce. So we we can't." Right. The mm -hmm. good thing for us was that we had already um, exceeded our our uh, weeks, our contractual weeks. We were way ahead. So that's, that's, that's a good thing for them. Um, mm -hmm. They're still getting health insurance. And then we immediately started, of course, applying for PPP. We're just mm -hmm. about to finish that this week. Wow. <laughs> and, and we brought every, I mean, we did not, it was just not, when we asked for money, 
It was for mm-hmm. everybody. So we brought the dancers back. We brought everybody. Right. And we had before that we had started this Be Unidos program online, and so we immediately mm-hmm. started creating more content with the dancers, um, getting the artists involved, getting um, so many things going on. Classes, whether it's uh, whether it ten people came into class or two people, it was important to mm-hmm. have that. It was important for the artists to be creative. Mm-hmm. So that that mm-hmm. was that's how we we immediately started doing work. Thankfully for the PPP. So you already had the online programming uh, sort of ticking along before. You just were able to ramp it up. We were able to ramp it up. So what were some of the conversations that you had? Obviously, everyone had to cancel performances. I think you were mentioning like around March 13th or so. So then what were some of the first conversations that you started having with, say, your marketing team, your internal development? Like, what are we going to do during this time? How are we going to stay top of mind with our audiences? Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> um, I, I am, my staff will tell you, I, I'm like the, the ever ready bunny. And so I immediately, we, we became, the senior staff became a task force and we gathered and we, we, um, we developed uh, timelines. We developed, we're going to meet every week. In fact, the first three weeks we were meeting almost every day. Here's what's happening. What are we doing? Um, protocols for the building, closing the building, communication to um, all our constituents, families, students, artists, teachers. Um, it was important and really helped us to develop that kind of task force that then also coincided with um, the task force that, that the board, the board's task force was a combination of a finance committee and the executive committee. So not everyone would have to be there. So there was this, they, they were meeting every week also with us. Mm-hmm. Um, once a week we had a, a, so it was really about um, looking at all the issues constantly and being able to, create protocol that we knew was going to shift. So it wasn't like, okay, here's the genie. Let's try and figure out, let's say, no, let's, this is a short term three. It maybe could be three hours of a short term. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then here's the long term plan. Yeah. Right. I was just thinking you must, uh, you know, one source of income for, you guys is you're you have a great building and you rent it out all the time but were you able to like in the early days keep renting and then that got shut down no, I was, no I, it was like straight away no we we were very clear we're just going to shut down because we did not mm-hmm. want to put anyone in danger the liability and it's mm-hmm. not so much the liability we really were we're not putting anybody in danger we don't know what's going on right yeah um and right. the liability not for getting sued i'm sorry let me be clear but the liability just of people Right. Um, so you're absolutely right when you say liability. Um, and so we we just closed down. We sent messaging out. And so we gave um, we didn't give money back. We gave credits. And so mm-hmm. those renters are ready to come back with right. credited staff. Um, I mean, uh, the student body as well. A lot of parents just said, you know what, just keep it. This is going to mm-hmm. be hard. Yeah. Um, and so. So that, I mean, it's a lot. Uh, that also, side conversation, I've realized, oh my God, my constituents are going to need more scholarships. So now, mm-hmm. you know, then there were the conversations with the funders, major foundations mm-hmm. were, have been wonderful. Mm-hmm. I mean, really wonderful. I mean, what's going on? If you've read what the Ford Foundation is doing, what, you know, a group of them have come together. 
it's really wonderful. And a lot of those, a lot of donors have just given the the money changed restricted to unrestricted. And so Mm -hmm. we got together and created a budget that will bridge us to when we open. So instead of, so it changed from a, you know, 12 month budget to an 18 month budget. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Right. So there's that so, aspect also. That's a lot. There's a lot. Sorry. No, no. It's no, fascinating. To- <laughs> yeah. There's a lot going on. So what kind of conversations do you have with your donors around this time? I'm sure you probably have to be in touch with them semi-regularly as things are always shifting. But what is that right. like for you? You know, um, I, I it's been really good. And I, part of it is because the funders themselves came, a lot of them came to us and say, what's going on? What are you doing, dealing with? How can we help? What's, how are we going to do this? And so there was this very, com- this camaraderie, camaraderie that b- was built that was so important. I'm so grateful to all those foundations who understand the plight of an artist at this moment. Um, right. But with, you know, major donors, it was, okay, here we are here. We're going to stay. We're going to we're going to keep this organization going. Um, this is a vision that cannot just die out. The staff is preparing a plan. Here's our plan. Um, here's how you can help us. And that was a, a really great conversation. Um, again, and it was about short term and long term thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you have plans for, I mean, how many long-term plans do you have to build out? Because it's so unpredictable. Are you like, okay, this is my, this is my, there's a vaccine in January plan. This is my, there's a vaccine in June plan. This is my, there's never one plan. Is that, are are you making different, um, you know, setting different uh, bars for yourself about what would be appropriate? Yeah. So I think it went from planning to scenarios. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so first we had a plan A, B, C, D, right? Because everything was happening so fast. And right. then you pull back and you're like, oh my gosh, we're really on shifting sands. Yeah. So let's look at what the temperature is out there and let's start dreaming. A lot of what helped me was I have a great board chair. So on the side of all this really implementation of certain plans, mm-hmm. uh, I was having communications and still have um, Kate Lear is our board chair with her about here, here's something possible for the future. If things change drastically, mm-hmm. here are some, right. here's some ideas for us to. And so we talk that and until we feel that it's a moment to bring it to everyone, we will. But you know, why think of the worst when you, when you don't even know what the worst will be? <laughs> Right. That is true. We don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> you how are you? Yeah. How are you staying in communication with your dancers during this time? So we have an, a weekly full staff meeting. The dancers are included in that. Mm-hmm. We we will continue to. I don't know if you saw they put together a beautiful film in response to Black Lives beautiful clip in response to Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And that actually, you know, they were kind of quiet in meetings until that moment. And now they've, we've formed a committee with them. Um, uh, they, they're very interested in continuing to develop ways of uh, being reactionary to the social issues. Mm-hmm. And so they will, we will now be meeting with them um, on a you know, bi-weekly to monthly um, mm-hmm. way so they can put their voices into what we're doing in marketing. 
Mm-hmm. That might be something That's that they wouldn't have maybe had time point. for otherwise, right? Like if they were really Absolutely. busy. So it's a, kind of a silver lining thing that you can do there. That's so wonderful to hear. I love that. And and you know and you That's know awesome. it was them, right? It was them. We mm-hmm. we think we think a different way. Don't mess with the artists. They you know they mm-hmm. have they they have to work. Don't bother right. them. We'll take care of it. So they came to us. Mm-hmm. So of course we're open to this. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's interesting to think, though, uh, on the flip side of that, it's like it's such a politically charged moment. And, um, you know, artists want to communicate about um, their surroundings, what's happening in their communities. And, you know, they can't do it in the traditional way. So they are having to everyone's having to think outside of the box. But it's something that, you know, I think people do feel really inspired and want to create art surrounding this moment. but. Again, it's just uh, you have to be creative, which you guys are proving to be really adept at being. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just want to make sure, I don't know who's going to hear this, but I want to say this. Mm-hmm. You know, we are not a large organization. Mm-hmm. So I just want to put right. this out, that if we can right. do this, hello, everybody else out there with mm-hmm. the big endowments, the yeah. huge this, the huge dancers, work with your dancers. You know, we don't we don't do it perfectly that we, we still we're we, but you, you have to be willing to learn and you have to be willing mm-hmm. to have the conversation. So right. I, I see my peers in it or actually colleagues with larger organizations. And I'm kind of like, well, tick tock, what's happening? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, you, those mm-hmm. artists are ready They're they, How how it's really how are they funneling their creativity at this moment? Mm hmm. Absolutely. And I think you're offering them a lot of ways to do that through a lot of the social media that you guys are putting out there. Can you tell us about a few of the um, different social media programs that you have going on right now? There's a few things that have happened in the past, and then we have one specifically to speak about that's coming up next week. Oh, my God. I'm so excited about that. We'll talk about that for sure. We yeah, have lots yeah, of questions. Yeah. <laughs> so we started this campaign called Be Unidos, Be United, um, Be for Ballet Hispanico. And it was every day of the week we were going to put something out. This was at the very mm-hmm. start. So wow. Motivational Mondays, Take Back Tuesdays, Take Back Your Dance with classes, mm-hmm. um, Wepa Wednesdays, which Wepa is a very Latin way of saying Ole, a different way of saying that. Wepa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was really fun. And so that's a watch party. W, Wepa, whatever. Uh, it was cute. <laughs> we had fun with it. <laughs> so, so we have a watch party. And then afterwards, I have a chat with either the choreographer or dancers or special guests. And it's uh, cocktails and choreographers. Because by that time at night, I need a cocktail. Sure. Um, <laughs> So we have a great, you know, insight into the work, insight into the core. It's been really popular. And then we have um, thro- um, Therapeutic Thursdays, where we offer ideas about um, well-being and, and maintenance, um, everything from meditation to Pilates. Um, and then Flashback Fridays, because we're still celebrating 50. So we, we're putting out a lot of archival photos. We're getting the alumni involved um, so cool. as much as possible. It's been so much fun. 
That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And you've had some pretty big names coming on to do some cool things with you. Tell us about some of those celebs you've had. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, we've, um, uh, we've had, uh, you know, Luis Manuel, Lynn Manuel's father. And now um, we have a program that we'll talk about that Lynn Manuel has added his voice, Gloria Stefan, Rita Moreno. Um, so cool. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just that they, there, there are, there are heroes in, in the, you know, we mm-hmm. speak to the Latinx community and these are people that pave way for, um, equity and inclusion. So it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with asking. There's nothing wrong with saying, mm-hmm. would you? And it's mm-hmm. so much easier. I think this is the thing about technology. It is it's so much easier for someone to create something and say what they want to say and then send it to you as long as they believe in, in your mission. Mm-hmm. But with all of these people, they all have a connection. So Rita Moreno, we honored her at a gala. Um, Norman Lear is uh, our board chair's father and also he was honored. Um, uh, Lynn Manuel, uh, the, the Manuel Foundation works with our scholarship students. So there is a connection. There is connection. And it's not just, oh, someone asked me to do this. They know the work right. we do. So there is mm-hmm. um, solidarity. Right. I think that is just another great example, though, of um, like a, a smaller organization actually putting, you guys are putting yourselves out there and um, thinking outside of the box and, um, you know, reaching for bigger things than just like, okay, I guess uh, we'll, we can post this video from five years ago and, you know, slap it up on Facebook with no context. <laughs> you totally. know? I didn't say it. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be shady, but it's, it's, I mean, it's just like, as we were trying to pull this interview together, it's just like the, the, uh, wealth of things you guys have done. It's just, you're, you're really right. It does like lo- much larger companies, but the, the, uh, amount that they're giving back to their uh, communities and to their their audiences, it's really paling in comparison. I mean, let's talk about what's happening on Tuesday, June 30th at 7.30, because as we were putting this together, Rebecca and I were both like, wait, is this, is that actually real? Is, is this, this possible? Is that happening? How did they do this? <laughs> oh so I, I'm really eager to, to hear about what exactly this event's going to um, be giving to audiences. So, this is called Noche Unidos. So we have Be Unidos. Now this is an evening to be together. You know, dance for me and for everyone I know who's in the world, um, in this field, is it brings people together in such an amazing way. And so with everything that was going on, with the pandemic, with our need to fight for Black Lives Matter, we felt that we needed to um, amplify how dance brings us together. And so it is a benefit. Um, it's free. You can just log on. If, if someone wants to make a donation, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But what I did was um, I said, okay, I need to call all these fabulous choreographers. So I called Annabelle. I called Gustavo. Ramirez mm-hmm. I called Carlos. I called all these, you know, premier Latinx choreographers and uh, said, I'm putting something together. Would you, you know, you are part of the family. Would you give your time and do something with some of our dancers? And they were like, yes, let's go. 
So they have done social mm-hmm. distancing choreography, which we've seen already. It's not, right. it's nothing new. People are doing mm-hmm. it. I, I'm just, I'm just so excited to share this with you because it's not just a um, dance on the couch. Right. These choreographers mm-hmm. decided to be so clever uh-huh. and so creative that I was blown away. This is going to be a beautiful evening of good, just beautiful dancers, great concepts and dance. Then we have Gloria Stefan is, um, you're hearing it here first. Is uh, singing a, breaking news. <laughs> breaking news uh. is singing a song. So she's Amazing. performing. Oh my Arturo, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Arturo, That's I amazing. Know. Arturo Farrell, which is this amazing composer, um, is also playing something with his son. Um, we've got, you know, some some wonderful speeches by Rita Moreno. I'm I'm doing a little interview with Norman Lear about his creations during a time where um, where there was civil unrest back in the 70s, but he was putting on TV things like All in the Family to talk about mm-hmm. racial injustice, um, the Jeffersons. I mean, he did so much. So we're talking a little bit about that because it's fine. It's, it's good. Mm-hmm. He's a ma- an amazing person. And to, to show there were people who have been doing this for some time. Um, and then who else is there? Gosh, I know I'm missing someone. Well, well, we don't blame you for missing anyone because just like the sheer number that's what I what what I was like. Are we getting this fact right? You have ten, ten premieres from choreographers, ten right? Premieres, and ten. ten different choreographers. Ten different. Um, well, there's. I mean, two choreographers did two. So okay. did two. Okay. So the creation process, from what we understand, was not like, oh, let's meet in a park in New York, far apart, with a mask on. That's not how this happened. Tell us how they created this on the dancers. So three three of these choreographers were in Europe, in mm-hmm. different countries. So um, the scheduling of this was interesting. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> um, when they could meet. And so we did it. And then I, I've also choreographed something. So you'll see a work, one of my works. Um, and so it was really interesting. Wow, so hard because of um, not only the, the time, but the lapse sometimes that you have in Zoom, if, you're, mm-hmm. if your Wi-Fi was off and you had to, oh. and then the, the musicality. And so you had to, you know, try mm-hmm. and describe the musicality and then say, okay, I'm going to play it my way. I'm showing you. Now you play it with mm-hmm. your music. So I'm seeing this. Um, I, you know, yeah, it was back and forth. So you couldn't just play the tape. You had to right. work with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have incredible, the soloist I worked with Laura Lopez is we've worked together. So we understand, um, and she's brilliant. Um, and then on top of that, I did this in collaboration with Paquito de Rivera, famous, um, Latin jazz composer. Cool. So he was mm-hmm. part of this also talk, selecting music and, and talking to me. Um, so we were still doing what we usually do only, That's- oh my gosh, social distance. Right. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have the the luck of having three couples in the organization. Nice. One, so one married couple, together. one uh-huh. um, fiancéed couple, and one couple, um, not yet, maybe they might soon. And so, <laughs> and so we were able to do duets. Nice. Solos. Cool. That's incredible. That's really lucky. Oh, I mean, and Andrea Miller was another 
um, choreographer um, that that also created something. Mm-hmm. So cool. How did this idea come about? What what made you think, okay, this is actually possible? How are we going to get this off the ground and then you know make the steps towards making um, this a reality? Oh, it was a conversation. I called Annabelle. We've talked about Annabelle Lopez Ochoa. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. called Annabelle yeah. early on because you know we have this huge um, uh, full length ballet that we were going to embark on. Yep, you told us all right. about it. Mm-hmm. And now it's shelved. And I had to call her and say, and she's amazing. She's like, Eduardo, I totally get it. So we started talking and she's mm-hmm. like, I'm thinking of doing this. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I thought about, oh yeah, she's going to work with someone. And I was like, okay, let's, I'm going to start with her. So can you do this? And she said, yes. You know, this was a, a few different conversations. Mm-hmm. And then when you, you start calling everybody else, they're like, yeah. We're already thinking about that. I mean, again, cool. the field was already thinking about this. It's, mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's something that that immediately starts to ferment because you're you're looking for options. Mm-hmm. So thinking about the um, Annabelle's uh, full length premiere that's now been delayed, uh, are there when you're looking to the future? What is what's your instinct in terms of? Is that something that it's good to invest in something that's going to drum up a lot of excitement, or do you uh, lean towards okay, these are our like our standard uh, rep pieces that are always going to bring in audiences? You know, how how do you weigh risk basically? What's going to be stabilizing financially for the company, but without? Um, you know, completely jumping ship from moving it forward. And do you have to think about the dancers? Like, because they're going to be off for a really long time. And so are you thinking about that too? Rebecca, that's exactly where this this starts. Mm -hmm. I have to Mm -hmm. think about the dancers first. So, Mm -hmm. and their health. So whatever will happen, if we start in in spring, if we start late spring, if we start next summer, Mm -hmm. I have to figure out first, how do I get the dancers back into shape Shape. right right how do i get them back into that and how do i how do we as an organization budget for that and so there we have thoughts about that Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. the next thing is okay what will be the protocols in order for safety and then what is the rep first that has the least contact that we could Mm -hmm. possibly do and alter it so it looks really great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is the rep that has the least contact and maybe a duet that I could give to a couple? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so it goes in stages and it starts first with the health of the artist. And then, mm-hmm. and then it grows into like, we're, we're having conversation. Valley Hispanico started in the back of a truck with a school bus of, of young people dancing. Right. So mm-hmm. is it possible that for our 50th anniversary, we figure that out? Can we yeah. go around the city and put it up and say, social distance folks, we're outside. It's, it's, it's uh, the yeah. summer. This is what's happening right. in spring. When can we start doing that? Who are our collaborators? Right. Who are our partners mm-hmm. who will do that with us? Mm-hmm. I know my company is not afraid of doing that. These dancers, if we give them that work, if we prepare them, so, so there's, so I, I guess I made my point from the health and well-being of the artists and what's available 
do we then dream? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. It's interesting that you brought that up. It's like, I don't, I mean, other than, uh, of course, other physically active um, work, you know, it's like most people only, they don't have to think about it. Most bosses don't have to think of it in a two pronged way where it's a, you know, the health regarding COVID, you know, social distancing it, but B, just the work that you're doing, you could absolutely hurt yourself because you're not conditioned right. the way that we are, mm-hmm. you typically. Yeah. So it's just an, a- another challenge as if, uh, you know, ballet companies needed one more. <laughs> well, listen, I think you still can stay in shape. Um, it's, it's dancing is right. not about staying in shape. Dancing is about honing your artistry um, mm-hmm. through this, you know, corporal experience, this body. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. so staying in shape for us is really staying in artistic shape, um, which right. is supported by the body. And because I mean, even I'm, I'm doing like these um, uh, Pilates classes and I feel now that I have some time at home where I could like sneak in between a, a, a meeting and I feel yeah. better than mm-hmm. I've felt in a long time. Nice. Mm-hmm. So it is so a benefit. Can, it, it's a benefit. And I get yeah. my, my, my husband and my child more. I, I'm cooking for mm-hmm. them. Yeah. yeah. There, things. There, there are things. <laughs> there are silver linings always. Mm-hmm. But I think that, that that's going to be key, um, you bringing up how do they come back. Yeah. And then how do we keep them healthy right. and safe? You, you brought this point up earlier. And um, it was something that I had thought of it as well, but it's almost like you have, you're, you have to build in an additional budget for the period that is absolutely necessary for the health of the dancers to, for them to return to some sort of performing rehearsing shape. But that's not like in, in any season, it would be difficult to be like, okay, let's just like pull four weeks out of thin air for rehearsal, like four extra weeks. That's four extra weeks of payroll for all of your dancers, but it's absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be necessary, and it's you know it's a budget. A budget is a is a um, a, a flexible document. It is a guideline. Um, there are mm-hmm. there are rules of what you can and can't do, but still there are ways of of manip- managing and manipulating it. And mm-hmm. so you know it might be that you just change. You know, I know that there's some programming that's out of the question. We won't be doing for a while. So right. how do you restructure some of that to go to health mm-hmm. and wellness? Right. Right. You know, one of the first things we were just starting today, actually, uh, one of the first things I, I did was reach out. We had been talking about this, but reach out to social workers. And we just contracted um, two social workers to work with staff and the dancers. So today we're having our first wellness. I mean, emotional wellness mm-hmm. during mm-hmm how to take care of yourself during a pandemic, during um, uh, social strife. So we want to have that ready because we know that we're going to have students, even if, even if we stay virtual, who might need mm-hmm. some workshops, who might need someone to talk to. Yeah. We need to start right. thinking about holistically about not only I need to take care of my body, but I need to take care of my heart, my mind. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. one of the first things. So that was um, be, thanks to the Miranda family who was supporting that for scholarships. Now we can open it up to the whole organization. 
You know, that's something that is so challenging for dancers right now because our careers are already so short. And to think of even missing a few performances like we all thought was going to happen at the beginning, we thought that's all maybe it would be. And then to be looking forward to potentially much more loss of stage time is something so challenging that they're going through. And so I think that's obviously something very important. And the dancers are so lucky to have that support that you guys are giving them. We wish we could, you know, just change everything and have them sure. dancing. Of course. I will I will say one more thing that we, we know that we're going to do. We have a beautiful space that I that we turned into a black box. And so when the time comes and if we can have small groups, small we'll time. do mm-hmm. in house performances continuing with social no matter where we are. I don't know where that is. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that's happening right now, but we mm-hmm. have that ability and we know that we can utilize that not only for us, but for the the community as well. Yeah. I mean, the second you guys have a a performance that's, you know, if we can sit six feet away from each other in the audience with a mask, I'm there. I just want to be in a theater. <laughs> <Totally>. Right? <laughs> Me too. Let us know. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that seems to... T- solve kind of solve the problem right of like the theater Mm -hmm. issue where if you put on a show you it still costs as much as it did before and then you just can't put as many people in this in the theater you know so that seems like a good option yeah Yeah, it's a scary thought i mean you know we here i'll just put another issue that's coming on theaters themselves have to grapple with this and so for Mm -hmm. organizations that are not the large organizations connected to a major theater that have to go in and spend money to um, pay for rent and then labor. Um, taking a chance and putting together a performance where only 50% of the organization will just kill you financially. Right. So why would you even yeah. do that? Right. Mm-hmm. So that is something that we have to grapple with, with as well. Mm-hmm. I, one more question before yeah, we get please. off. Um, I, so let's just say, you know, uh, in one, 12 months from now, magic wand, we've, we've beat everything. You know, the vaccine is readily available to anyone who wants or needs it. And we could go back to normal completely. What are some things that you have done during this um, super challenging time that you feel like you would actually want to hold on to and incorporate into Valley Hispanico's future even after the threat of COVID has waned? Great question. Um, my first two things is one, I, I'm okay with working from home. I'm okay with giving staff that is usually overworked and overtasked because we mm-hmm. work late and theaters um, with the ability of having more work from home time. Mm-hmm. That's going to stick. That's going to stay. Right. Right. Yeah. I think some, I think we're being even more, I don't want to say that I have a pr- very productive staff, but I think <laughs> that it, it enables us to think differently. And I think mm-hmm. we'll, we're going to continue this trend. Um, and then what was the other thing? Oh, um, so classes. I, I am so thrilled that people are taking class. We, we have a choreo lab going on right now, which is a pre-professional workshop. We have, mm-hmm. we have students from Mexico, from Spain, from all over the States. That's so and they, cool. don't have to, they don't have to pay for... Uh, I spent two hours yesterday with them looking at their solos and giving them feedback. 
Mm-hmm. And awesome. they don't, right. they don't, they might not be able to afford taking a flight and then paying for a course. Right. Of course. Mm-hmm. How amazing is that we can so, now connect and impact need, need necessary or, mm-hmm, or students mm-hmm. that need connection to um, this kind of work, our field. Wow. Yeah. It's, and so it, somehow yeah. or other, we're going to have to figure how that plays into it. Right, That's right, so right. cool too, because that creates more of this family surrounding Ballet Hispanico, right? It creates more right. connection and maybe someday they want to come and dance with the company and audition. Like, right. that's yeah. so fantastic. Yeah, I think of, as, as always, I will tell you where, we, uh, where we're going to have the difficulty is to get, you know, um, people who support programs like this to understand that it's just mm-hmm. as good um, virtually as it is in, for, in, in person. Because right. you still need to pay for the staff. You still need to pay for the resources in order to make this happen. I think that what you guys are doing is so wonderful. You're doing, putting mm-hmm. so much out there. You're reach, you're offering online classes that are open to anyone. Is that correct? That's so we correct. encourage people to take a look at that on your website. And if anyone wants to connect with Bally Hispanico and be watching all this great content you're putting out, how are some of the best ways to connect with the company? Um, they could go to um, ballyhispanico.org and that website will take you everywhere to all the the um, events. It will tell you how to hook on, how to um, log in. Um, that is the best way. Or follow us on Facebook, Instagram at, at Bally Hispanico. Well, thank you so much. It's always such a pleasure to talk to you. I hope that, you know, in less than a year, we can talk to you again and be talking about all the great things Bally Hispanico is doing in a new post-COVID world. <laughs> well, I want to, again, thank you for the work that you do for uh, amplifying the voices of the field um, and your energy is mm-hmm. just intoxicating. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you, Michael. Oh, thank you, thank so, you so much. much. We can't wait to watch on Tuesday. We hope everyone will tune oh, in absolutely. with us. Yeah, so, yes. <laughs> no to Unido, Tuesday, June 30th at 7.30. Join us. Wonderful. Thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week. If you would like to support the Conversations on Dance podcast, there are a few ways that you can help. Click over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Download episodes when you listen to allow our analytics to better understand our listenership. Join our Facebook group, Conversations on Dance, Friends of the Pod, or you can offer a donation. Conversations on Dance has always been and will always be free to our listeners. You can help us continue to create and produce this unique behind-the-curtain look at the dance world by visiting conversationsondancepod.com support. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.